Wholeheartedness, I've been speaking about it. I started from saying to you that wholeheartedness towards God is required. What is wholeheartedness? Going all the way. God doesn't take people seriously who just come and go. God is too deep for that. Wholeheartedness is to be deep, consistent, and go all the way. And then I brought the message to say that, aha, okay, wholeheartedness is complete, sincere, and determined devotion and service to God without any form of hesitation or break. And it is a key to becoming a man or woman after God's heart. May we be a man or woman after God's heart. Wholehearted, amen. amen. Then I came to you and said, there's nothing you can never claim to be wholehearted to God if you're not wholehearted to a man or woman God has put in your way. Because God says, how can you say you love God, whom you cannot see, when you cannot demonstrate that love to the person whom you see that I planted in your life? It's falsehood. So wholeheartedness towards God is demonstrated through wholeheartedness towards man. On Wednesday, some of you were not here. I took you to another level. But let me close the message today. I'm speaking to the church on wholeheartedness on the subject, wholeheartedness to the end always provokes God's extra special blessings. Wholeheartedness. How wholeheartedness to the end always provokes God's extra special blessing. Please read that line in red. God's extra special blessings. How many of us want that? Stand up to your feet. Lift up your hand to God. And say, Lord, as I receive this message, may I qualify myself for God's extra special blessings. Because this is the word of the Lord. We receive it with meekness. May it do us good to experience what it means to be a man or a woman after God's heart. Thank you, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. I have no lead scripture this time. I just want to engage you. Anytime somebody that has direction starts word how, you need to wake up. You know what happens? A lot of people know theories, but they don't know how to work it. So when I hear the word how, I wake up. If Dangote comes here and says, how to make money, I will listen. Make money, if he's talking about make money, I may not listen. Because that is an idea. If you really want to help me, give me the how. This morning, you need to be awake. How wholeheartedness to the end always provokes God's extra special blessings. The word provoke is a very special word. It's a very interesting word. It didn't say how wholeheartedness to the end makes God give you his extra special blessing. Provokes. Something you do, God will just stand up. He, in spite of himself, he, he comes alive. Most of us, like I love my late father, his memory just is so... If you talk about my dad and you hail him, 
Any money I have, I'll bring it out. You provoke me to bless you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There are some things people do that will provoke you. Let me bless you this morning. There's a way you can provoke God. He will first silence your enemies. He will bless you. He will make you a wonder amongst men. How wholeheartedness to the end. I didn't say wholeheartedness. To the end. Always. Without fail. Provokes God's extra special blessings. On Wednesday I was talking about this wholeheartedness and the extra special blessings. There are blessings and I'm happy with the blessings. I've seen some of the blessings. But there's something else extra special. May we enter that realm in Jesus' name. I'll back up a little bit. I've spoken about three examples in the Bible. Two women and one man. Ruth. In the book of Ruth. It's not a Christian. It has to be extra special. For her name to be in a book. A whole book. Not a story. A whole book written about somebody that was not Jewish. In the Old Testament. That's extra special. If you're a woman and you're not reading Ruth, you're not, you're not smart. There's no reason why. Esther was Jewish, but Ruth was not. She started as a complete loser. And the whole book till tomorrow is written about her. Ruth, against all odds, was blessed beyond her wildest dreams. All because of her wholeheartedness towards Naomi. Wholeheartedness to God can only be through wholeheartedness to a man or a woman. That's the equation. Ruth is proof. The Shunammite woman, very successful woman with reputation and means, long after she had given up all hope for a child, which was very, very important those days, she conceived the son just because of her wholeheartedness towards Elisha. He just used to pass. I'll show you. There are people that pass by. Hmm. They may not call you. You better call them. There are some people that pass by. You better honor them. They don't need to call your attention. The Shunammite woman will have died with all her glory with, with, the, with, with the insult with, with, with the stigma of being barren and childless. There are some bots in our life that God, only God can remove. May God remove our bots. Wholeheartedness towards a man that just was passing by. I'm speaking volumes today. And he that had an ear, let him hear the words of wisdom. Elisha himself received a double portion anointing. All because of his wholeheartedness towards a crazy prophet called Elijah. Elijah had even messed up to the point that he says, God, kill me and die. Because he was angry and he was offended and he was afraid of Ahab's king, Ahab's wife. What's his name? Her name begins? Jezebel. He saw all that, but he knew that this still still the Lord's anointed. To the very end, he followed him. He got the incredible double the anointing that had never nobody had been anointed as much as Elijah and he got double what Elijah had 
I'm speaking volumes this morning. I'm going to show you to Ruth how it happens. Ruth chapter 3 verse 1 in the contemporary English version of the Bible. In my Bible, it is subheaded, Naomi makes plans for Ruth. You see, when you demonstrate wholeheartedness to God, through wholeheartedness to the right person, the plans are made for you to end well. The Bible says one day, Naomi, somebody say one day. I want to pray. That's why I say, when I tell you to do something, I'm going to release a blessing. After Somebody say one day. Somebody say one day. Your one day will not be far away. Your one day will be in the month of July. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Kai. One day be one day. Naomi said to Ruth what she had never said before. This month of June, somebody that is powerful is going to say something to you. She will say something for you. She will say something about you. Naomi said to Ruth, it's time I found you a husband. He didn't say it's time I try to find you. It's time for me to settle you. Not just a yeah yeah husband, the one who will give you a home and take care of you. Somebody received this prophecy this morning in Jesus' name. Yours may not be a husband, it may be a job, it may be a house, it may be joy, it may be children. Receive your own this morning in Jesus' name. When you show wholeheartedness to the end, a plan is going to be made and executed on your behalf without you even asking. You didn't hear me without you asking. You don't understand what I'm saying this morning. There is a place that you are wholehearted that what you are thinking that you never said, God will tell you what you're thinking and God will do it for you. God's assembly received this God who will do it in the month of July in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 1. There's no, no number before 1. The, no, that day as she woke up, Naomi switched into a mode. It's time I found your husband. <laughs> Ruth could say, but mommy, I didn't... How do you know I want a husband? I act like I'm settled. You know, there, a lot of us here, we act like we're happy where we are. We have adjusted to it. There is a place you are wholehearted to God. What you thought you have adjusted, God will now say, now lie. You will not need to settle in this land. I'm taking you higher. Receive it this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the message Bible, it says, one day her mother-in-law, Naomi, said to Ruth, someone say one day. I'm telling you, when I tell you to do something, there's a blessing coming after. Say one day. Uh, one day in the month of July will be your day. It says, my dear daughter, isn't it about time I arranged past tense a good home for you so that you can have what? A happy life. You can have a home, but it may not be a happy home. Somebody say arranged. 
Do you know when powerful people arrange something for you, it is a done deal? Some of you don't know that sometimes when you go to the embassy, somebody has made a call. You get there, the person didn't tell you. And you say, good morning, mommy, how are you? So, 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 how long are you going? Go and collect your visa. You thought, it's you. It was arranged. I have made phone calls for some people they didn't know. When they get to heaven, they'll find out. And there is a place some people have disarranged your life. But you didn't know. That's how why one day in the month of July, what was disarranged, God will rearrange it. No, 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 you didn't hear me. I said, what was disarranged, God will rearrange it. I'm been around long enough to know that things can be arranged. Even ordinary men can arrange things. Talk less of God. You see, when you struggle, it's because you don't have anywhere to arrange it. It's about time I arranged a good home for you. One day in July, you'll be the beneficiary of some arrangement. You need a wholehearted amen. This was the biggest problem in her life. The woman said, I'm not only going to do it, I'm going to arrange it. Listen to Ruth 3 and verse 18. This arrangement, this is how powerful it was. Naomi said, sit back and relax. Child of God, as you show wholeheartedness to God in serving him, in giving, you will not be hurried anymore. You'll be able to sit back and relax. So sit back and relax, my dear daughter, until you find out how things turn out. Things have been turning out wrong, but this season, this second half of this year, I prophesy, things are going to start turning out right in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, sit back and relax, my dear daughter. You're not used to that. Your life has been hurried. The season has changed. Sit back and relax, my dear daughter. Because you have been wholehearted, wait and you will see how things will turn out. It said, that man. There's everybody's life. There's somebody that can make your life better or worse. It said, that man isn't going to be fooling around. It means that what you're going through is because somebody is fooling around with your job. Fooling around with your possibilities. He's not going to be fooling around anymore. He says, mark my words. He's going to get everything wrapped up today. Ah! He didn't say go and beg him. He just sit back and relax. Somebody is going ahead of you. When I'm talking about wholeheartedness, don't give me that bad attitude. You've got to listen to the, to the equation of winners that God is giving to us in Grace Assembly. I'm not even sure any other church they're talking about that. God is saying there's an equation. Masterful equation. In the contemporary English version, listen to this. Naomi replied and said, just be patient and don't worry. Help me rub somebody's shoulder say don't worry baby god's got something god is arranging something for you don't worry about what is going to, what will happen 
Listen to this in capitals. Read that with me. He won't rest until everything is settled today. Help me prophesy to somebody. See that powerful person in your life, on your job, in your family, in your in-laws family that's giving you trouble. He will not rest until he settles you. In this month of July, this is the magic formula of wholeheartedness to God when it's demonstrated through wholeheartedness to a man or woman. To the Shunammite woman, listen how it worked. Second Kings 14, verses 11 to 17. It says, and it happened one day. It's going to happen one day in July for somebody under the sound of my voice. I said, it is going to happen. Okay, imagine what you want to happen. Close your eyes and hear me say to your spirit, and it is going to happen one day in July. And it happened one day that he came there and it seemed like every other day and he turned into the same upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi's servant, call the Shunammite woman. Somebody you will receive a call. And when he had called her, she stood before him and he said to her, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? No limits to the question. He didn't say, what can I do for you financially? Even financially in Naira. Even financially to, up to the tune of 100 million. What it is I can do for you. Imagine heaven looking at your wholeheartedness and say, and to be, what can I do for you? No limits. No boundaries. It happened to Elisha as well. I'll show you that. 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 9 CEV. The Bible says, and after they had reached the other side, Elijah said, Elisha, the Lord will soon take me away. What can I do for you? No limits. What can I do for you before that happens? Elisha answered to show you that no limits. Please give me twice as much of your power as you give the other prophet so that I can be so that I can be the one who takes your place as their leader. You know what that means? God can arrange you to become better than your mates. One encounter I'll show you at the end of my little exhortation this morning. What can I do for you? Heaven promises that if you demonstrate wholeheartedness, you are going to have an encounter that Jehovah will use somebody to say, what it is do you want me to do for you? And whatever you say, it is going to get done. But I want to give you a warning that... <laughs> But it is wholeheartedness to the end. But it is wholeheartedness to the end that actually provokes God's extra special blessings. To the end should be underlined in red. Because most and generally people show interest. You see, when you start something to God, 
he only sees it as an interest. Wholeheartedness cannot be known at the beginning. If you didn't hear me say anything, you'd better hear this one. As far as God is concerned, when you come to the altar, you're showing interest in Jesus. He has seen a lot, a, a lot of tomfoolery. People come and cry, but two days later, they're not there anymore. Wholeheartedness to God is not the same as half-heartedness. So, if you follow halfway, you never hear what can I do for you halfway. God doesn't do it. Wholeheartedness to the end is when heaven parts. May we follow to that point in Jesus' name. Yeah, but it is wholeheartedness to the end that, prov that actually provokes what I'm talking about, God extra special blessings. Let me take you to Ruth chapter number 1 and verse 6. I want to show you how it happened in those three lives. Ruth um, the Shunammite woman and even Elisha himself. You want to see that I'm going to prove to you that God is never really impressed in how you start. It's just, he's just looking at you. When you go halfway, God pays a little attention. But what he does, he waits at the end. It is those that endure to the end that shall be saved. That's one scripture that shows you. You know, so I'm happy you're in church, but I wonder whether you're only half-hearted because I have learned from God to judge people by wholeheartedness Bible says while Naomi was in Moab she heard that the Lord had come to help his people and had given them food again so listen to this so she and her daughters-in-law got ready to move to leave Moab and return home. They got ready. God was only interested in what is going on. And Naomi and her daughters-in-law, they actually left the place where they had lived and started back to the land of Judah. So they were not where they used to be. They have taken a decision they have moved somewhat outside of Moab, but they stopped somewhere. But, in my own notes, it should be in yours as well. No extra special blessing happened. At that point in time, they had made a decision. They had made some movements, but no extra special blessing happen. I'm trying to teach you something. Maybe that's where we're missing it. We start but we don't sustain it. The same Ruth one but I move from verse 6 to 7. I jump to 14. Listen to this one. After they had left Moab they were now on the way the women cried together out out loud again. Then Opa kissed her mother-in-law, Naomi, goodbye. And she turned back. But Ruth held on to her tightly. There's more that's happened. But there was no extra special blessing to happen just yet. Are you listening to me? Are you learning something?
you have started you have made some decisions you have made some movement don't wonder why no extra pleasure blessings that it is the it is wholeheartedness to the end that actually provokes god's extra special blessings in ruth chapter 3 we jump from chapter 1 to chapter 3 so a lot has happened now ruth has done a lot so in my own opinion she has moved from half-heartedness she's now demonstrating wholeheartedness that's where you hear naomi make plans for ruth and i read it to you it says it's time i found you a husband because wholeheartedness to the end is what actually provokes God's extra special blessings and that's where in the message Bible she says it's about time I arrange a good home for you do you get me here you know I'm a lawyer I'm stating my case like Paul in the New Testament concerning Elisha I'm going to show you that it's only wholeheartedness to the end that actually provokes this extra special blessing second kings chapter 4 verses 8 to 10 new living translation one day someone say one day there's something about this one day may our one day come quickly in jesus name elisha went to the town of shunem a wealthy woman lived there and she urged him to come to her home for a meal and after that whenever he passed that way he would stop there for something to eat so it was only food arrangement and food arrangement is good for a roving evangelist but it seemed to me all that can be proven at that point is some half-heartedness in verse 9 she switches from half-heartedness to wholeheartedness, let me prove it to you. So she said to her husband, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. The husband said, so. She concludes, so let's build a room, a small room for him on the roof. Maybe you don't understand what that means. When they build an apartment on the roof of a luxurious house, it's not a boy's quarters. It's called a penthouse. They didn't know that word. That's serious. When you live on top of a big house. Panoramic view. Someone say penthouse. And furnish you with a bed and chair lamb. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. But strangely, no extra special blessing happens. A decision was made but it had not been activated when you make a decision you have not acted upon and sustained don't be surprised if God does not respond in the same second Kings now chapter 4 I, I move from verse 10 to verse 11 and in verse 11 the Bible says and it happened come on now one day that Elisha came there and he actually turned in there. The place existed now. He went in there to the upper room or the penthouse and lay down there. It was no longer an idea. It was no longer half-hearted. It was whole. And something happened. And I call it the extra special blessing. Verse 12. Then it was at that point of proven wholeheartedness that he said to Gehazi's servant call this Shunammite woman 
And when he had called her, she stood before him and he said to her, Say to her, say now to her, Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Praise God. And that's how it happened. Now, for Elisha, I want to prove it to you. Himself, how he got the extra special blessing. This is him giving somebody who showed wholeheartedness. It started with lunch. Why do you stop at lunch? Then she built a place on top of the lunch. When he enjoyed it, it what happened was that interest moved to half-heartedness. Half-heartedness gave way to wholeheartedness. Then extra special blessing showed up. You know the rest of the story. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 2, we want to see how Elisha himself got this extra special blessing. I read from the contemporary English version. Watch this. Elijah said to Elisha, the Lord wants me to go to Bethel, but you must stay here. Elisha replied, I swear by the living Lord and by your own life that I will stay with you no matter what. Does that not sound like Naomi? Ruth said to Naomi, I will never leave you. Where you go, I go. Where you die, I die. Where they bury you, they will bury me. There's a language of wholehearted people that we have not developed yet. You, Okay, let me go on. No matter what, and he went with Elijah to Bethel, but no extra special blessing happened. Verse 4, then Elijah then said, Elisha, now the Lord wants me to go to Jericho, but you must stay here. Elisha replied again, I swear by the living Lord and by your own life that I will stay with you. Come on now. No matter what. We don't have that language yet amongst us. I will stay with you no matter what. And he went with Elijah to Jericho, but no extra special blessing happened. I'm going somewhere. In verse 6, I read verse 2, verse 4, and now verse 6. Elijah then said to Elisha, now the Lord wants me to go to, the, to Jordan from Bethel, to, from Bethel to Jericho, from Jericho now to Jordan. You must stay here, Elisha replied. Read to me, I swear by the living Lord and by your own life, I will never leave you. So, the two of them walked on together, but because they have not reached the end, no extra special blessing happened. Now, I read verses 9 and 10, and I read verse 15. After they had reached the other side, something was going to happen. After they had reached the other side, can you tarry in your wholeheartedness until you get there? Is that not the problem with all of us? Elijah, the same one that said, don't follow me. He now turned to Elisha and said, the Lord will soon take me away. What can I do for you before this happens? And Elisha answered and said, give me twice as much of your power, which is mesmerizing. A man that called, called, called fire to consume, not just the sacrifice. Sacrifice drenched in a swimming pool, plus water, plus sacrifice. Boom! Everything went. He said, I want double that power. It sounds impossible. Give me twice as much power as you give the other prophet so that I can be the one who takes your place as a leader. Listen to what he said. It won't be easy, Elisha said. It can happen 
only if you see me as I am being taken away. It means your wholeheartedness, if it's sustained to the end, you will get the extra special blessing. In verse 15, when the prophets, you know what happened? When the prophets from Jericho saw what happened, something good is going to happen. Something extra special will happen for us this month in Jesus' name. When they saw what happened, they said to each other, Elisha now has Elijah's power. Guess what they did? They walked over to him and they bowed down. Their wholeheartedness stopped before Jordan. His own wholeheartedness took him beyond the Jordan. When he crossed back to where they were, the result is levels don't change. They bowed. May our wholeheartedness change our level in Jesus' name. I want to close with this. Wholeheartedness to God to the end that must be demonstrated to, through wholeheartedness to a man or woman God plans in your life. It's not everybody can say, I'm not done with you. I'm going. I'm telling you the truth. If Elisha ever said that to Elijah, he would have ended up in nobody. If Ruth ever said that to Naomi, she would have died barren. The list goes on. Can I tell you something? If you're sleeping, wake up so that you don't sleep yourself and miss your destiny. Uh, this season that people say, I can do whatever I want. You see, when you do it, you forsake your destiny. 2 Kings 4 verses 9 to 10. This is how to know what to do. 2 Kings 4 verses 9 to 10. You don't have that one. They amplified amplified you should have it I sent it to you and she said to her husband this is the Shunammite woman behold now I perceive that this is a holy man of God who passes by continually I want you to pray for yourself Elisha had been passing but there was something that struck her and the way she put it to her husband is, I perceive that this man that passes by is a man of God. Let me ask you today, has it not struck you that inexplicably you know some people are not ordinary people? It says, I perceive that this, holy, this is a holy man who passes by us continually. Why? And what, is, what did that perception do? It galvanized her into action. You see, when you perceive something great is before you, the worst thing you can do is do nothing. That's a big sin before God. What is the use of your perceiving when you're not going to do anything? And he says, let us make a small chamber on the rooftop and put there for him a bed, a table, and a chair, and a lamp. Then whenever he comes to us, he can go up, up the outside stairs and rest there. Which means he has his own entrance. He doesn't need to bother us. We don't need to bother him. I want you to stand to your feet. Wholeheartedness to the end. 
is what actually provokes God's extra special blessings. I want you to put your hand on your forehead and pray. Say, Lord, this year of divine settlement, whatever I perceive, if I'm not perceiving, Lord, let me perceive. Because wholeheartedness to the wrong person is a waste of time. Is a waste of time. They don't have what it takes to give you what you desire. Pray, say, Lord, help me to perceive. Bible says, having eyes, some people don't see. Having a heart, they have no understanding. They just rove around the place aimlessly. Pray, say, Lord, as I perceive, may I be galvanized to take action. Action that will prove that I'm not just interested, that I'm not just half-hearted. Action that will prove I am wholehearted. So that this God's extra special blessings that pastor is talking about will be mine too. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice and I say, Lord, this message, I have concluded this message. I'm not going back to it. That nobody will fall short of it. Because this doorway into divine settlement is offered to everybody. Let this message be taken home to their family so that it's just not one person in a family that the whole family may begin to experience God's extra special blessings thank you father for hearing may my labor over your children not be in vain may extra special testimonies be begin to ring forth in grace assembly from the month of August September, October, November and December in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thank you father lord we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Wholeheartedness. If you want to thank God for the message, do it wholeheartedly. You may be seated. I want you to look at those boxes. I chose those boxes for effect. Beautiful. The colors, wonderful. May the Lord beautify and decorate our lives with his extra special blessings in Jesus' name. If I were you, I would look at that screen and say, Lord, may my life become beautiful like this. Glory to God.